three, two, one, and we're live. Welcome back. This is the Curb Talk podcast, episode five. Uh, first and foremost, thank you to all our listeners out there. Spotify, Google Music, Apple, Pocket Cast, and about five other platforms now where you can stream podcasts. So thank you all for listening. Uh, today's episode uh, is going to be over the phone because, um, you know, them lockdown vibes keeping us all in. Um, so I'll be speaking to uh, one of my closest friends of almost five years now. Um, and uh, she is a graduate of law. Her name is Karen. So we're going to be going over a bit about her career, what inspired her, uh, what's next, um, how to decide on which path within law, um, and we're going to go over some weird cases as well. So sit back, tune in, and I hope you enjoy the next 30 minutes. <laughs> um, yeah, so that's been helping quite a yeah. bit. Um, but it's like I, I've tried so many different things, you know, the whole... Oh, read on your read before you go to bed, or you know, don't don't be on your phone. Don't go on your phone. You know, yeah. Turn the lights down. I'm like, look, I've tried all of this. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, and this doesn't work. It's like my my body can be tired, but my mind's not tired. And I just, it's a bad habit, but I kind of kept seeing kind of the rest sleep time is like a time to think, and it should be a time. Yeah. To think. It's just because it's she the only time my mind's not active and thinking about other people's stuff or. And things, yeah. so it kind of all kind of f- floods to me at like when I come to bed, and and obviously that's not good to kind of sit on worry. So it's taken no. a while, but it's it's small changes, small changes. That, you know what? That's a that's a, that's a different episode on its own because it definitely have to go into that. Like that's mad. Yeah, like, I want to know all the different things that you've tried because I'm not about to do technique. <laughs> oh, it's just. I mean, some of the things I was unavoidable with, like, the stress, but it's just stress was... Stress from school was really, like, crippling me, and it was really getting to yeah. me, especially at A-levels. A-levels, ah, oh, I struggled. I'm glad I got to you. Yeah. But I often wonder how. Um, but it was just such a stressful time. School was just always stressful. It's not through the... The thing with me, it was never through the lack, the lack of hard work of anything I had to put in more work yeah. than the other person because I just didn't really perform too well come exams or it was harder yeah. for me to perform well during exams so I do think stress makes such a huge part like um, with me doing uh, you know the LPC that's like been the hardest because of the workload but also because of the stress levels I've never in my literally like academic history have stress levels maintained at that point and that affects your ability to like retain everything because a levels i'm like yes it was it was hard but i didn't have issues with sleeping man but it's you know when you have so much stress and so much you know if i don't do well you know my life is going to be over <laughs> yeah 100 <laughs> percent. yeah and, and that doesn't even help if anything it just makes it worse and definitely i mean there's a thing that i learned called um i think it's called anesthetic load um yeah. which is kind of actual damage physical damage to your body from stress from the build-up of stress yeah and like you said it, it really i mean stress is good because it can apart because it allows you to kind of let you know you, you care about something and you're yeah. concerned and you're going to do it properly but like you said too much stress is, is no good at all it 
you can't remember things you can't process things and it's just mm-hmm. it feels like your mind is just just filled files files and files yeah, and files of stress and no content no case studies <laughs> nothing you know it just doesn't make sense like uh, this book um and untethered soul i think okay he's um, about it's run it several several books um, it just talks about letting go like, it's just not normal to hold on to stress good or bad like you said you know active mind good or bad and it's like most things process and most things just go so if you're holding on too many things like you don't even have the energy because you're trying to process what didn't process if that makes sense yes yes uh, so, so yeah I think you might I'm I'm hoping that this like the stress factor of the exams is kind of reduced um, for when you come to do yours online and and hopefully I hope people have found them less stressful than they would have yeah. been because I mean there's really not much silver lining for you guys that are still doing exams other than maybe I perform better than I would have normally done in the exam. Yeah, that's what I'm hoping. I'm hoping that because I feel like we don't have the same like support and resources and like we would you know mm-hmm. normal like circumstances so. Um, so yeah, I'm waiting for the results for the exams that I did online, and I'm like, "Oh, we're doing this! Come on!" Okay. <laughs> I guess that kind of brings us nicely into uh, our questions for today. Then, uh, yeah, we could kind of work our way through your process and mindset of picking law, and kind of maybe start by asking you where it all began. You know, kind of what inspired you? <laughs> Get a couple of things. Well, so it began on a, It started um, A level. So I did sciences like biology, math, psychology. So nothing to do with law. Okay. And the tough I just couldn't decide, yeah, what I wanted to do amongst the stuff. So I thought, let me try something different. What else am I interested in? And I just, I've always loved criminal stuff like you know criminal minds and all that kind of stuff and I've always loved kind of giving back so to me I was like bam that's it law is the one justice and everything you know um trying to do right by people perfect uh yeah and I'd go to like um court cases like the magistrate's court and that was hella interesting you know they tell, they give you so much information they're like this person lives on this address did this 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 and that and I'm just there like sipping my tea in court like mm, mm, mm. <laughs> so you did this um the court sittings before uni started so this was kind of something yeah, so that you were interested in yeah just to kind of check that's what I want to do and just to have something to write so you know like uh, open court so you can just go in and so I did that for a while which I found so interesting um yeah, so that's how, that's kind of what got me into it. And then, yeah, I guess uni. Uh, I hated the first two years, so I'm not going to lie. <laughs> I, uh, it was just so much reading. I was like, I've made a mistake. I have made a mistake. Law is not the one for me, but I'm not one to quit. So yes. third year, luckily, I did uh, modules that I did actually enjoy. So I did uh, what I, I enjoyed, human rights. And that was it. That was like an eye-opener for me. I was like, I'm going to go somewhere into this because I think with law there's like different types of law I think there's a more like social laws that are to do with I guess working with people and then there's some stuff that's just like oh let's let's get this job done let's get the money you know (laughs) yeah yeah of course (laughs) yeah so I think once I found the social kind of laws I I yeah it was like okay 
this is it. So, do you did you find in third year when you started to do um, things you were more passionate about? Did you feel like that helped get you engaged with with law um, since yeah. you were struggling in the first two years? Yeah, definitely. Because I feel like the first two years seemed kind of generic. So even things like learning about you know property and land law. I was like, I'm still a student. I don't, I don't need. I'm not buying a house or anything. You know, like <laughs> it's hard to relate. No interest to. whatsoever. Mm-hmm. And 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 it wasn't as juicy as the criminal stuff. <laughs> <laughs> At least criminal. <laughs> you're like, oh, okay. They did well. That you know, I think it's a bit chaotic. People seem a bit crazy. Things you don't hear every day. So that was interesting. Um, but that other stuff, I just wasn't for it. And I think because when I did law, it was more, again, for the whole actually helping people. Yes. And so doing, like, human rights and seeing what rights, you know, everybody has. And, oh, that sparked a passion in me, Michael. I was like, oh, <laughs> yes, everybody deserves this, you know. <laughs> really got that. The fire's burning. Yeah. So do you think there was, um, or can you recall any particular moments where you were like, I really wanted to look at the human rights side of things and the injustices. Was it something that you'd, you'd witnessed or seen somebody else do that you were like, I want to do that too? Mm, I'm trying to think. Or was it just something I think my mom, actually. Was... My mom, she did... Uh, oh my gosh, she's so, somewhat of a humanitarian. So the work she did, she did. She worked at some place... Something, something for human rights, you know. <laughs> bigger mums, <laughs> I know, bigger mums, you know. So I'll talk to her about it, and I think we'll just talk about human rights in the general sense. So it wasn't. I think it was just also seeing the world. Mm-hmm. So uh, even when I did look at human rights, it wasn't just like you know domestic human rights. So like in, in the UK, I looked at like internationally, and you just see things happening and. I think what intrigued me was it was crazy. I'm like, the law is there to protect, but clearly people are not being protected. And there's also some interesting stuff like, you know, except like in terms of like terrorism and things like that, like, oh, would you defend a terrorist and Mm -hmm. things like that. And being able to separate my opinions and my feelings to the law and having this, you know what? The law is here to help everybody get a fair and just like... I don't know. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, sentence. <laughs> and that's, yeah. I mean, if you look at English common law, and I guess uh, American, because it's, 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 it's founded on the same thing, it's, it's, I mean, that's a sticky situation, like you said, would you defend a terrorist? But under law, I mean, we're meant to be all equal under the eyes of God. That is kind yeah. of what English common law is about. So it's, it's <sighs> props to you, you know, and that's very courageous that you would be able to take on um such a responsibility and like you said being able to separate kind of the the law and kind yeah. of let's say the, the criminal act the person in the act yeah exactly i feel like it does a lot of people sometimes don't understand and it comes across as very comfort you know controversial people are like would you really but i'm like the way i look at it i don't look at you know this person is a terrorist or whatever. I just look at it. This person is an individual. And if I was ever in that situation or anyone was in that situation or whatever crime, you know, they should be represented fairly and um, equally. And I, I know people do think, oh, but this is this. And I'm like, once you start kind of putting in society opinions, it opens a floodgate 
of an equality because you know you think of things that weren't socially acceptable now you know so like let's say for instance homosexuality imagine if that was the case people are like uh uh-uh, uh we don't like this mm-hmm. so the law shouldn't protect this and I'm like it's just a matter of time that people obviously terrorism is a, is a bit different I don't think people have ever accepted terrorism yeah. but when you think of different groups associated with terrorism it was once the Irish you know it's, it's moving on so I'm just like you never know when it might just be you affected by people's um, societal views so the law is just there to make sure regardless of what people are thinking at that time um, everything is equal and I do think the law does actually kind of evolve with society so in terms of um Again, homosexuality, I think as society has evolved, the law has also evolved. Not completely, but, you know, it's just getting there, it moves. getting there. It, maybe sometimes slowly is where we're moving, but it kind of is meant to follow in the footsteps, I guess, right? Yeah, and I think it's just good to have that foundation down there. It's not always followed, but just to have it down there that our aim is to treat everyone equally, regardless of whether they're pink, purple, green whatsoever everybody <laughs> gets an equal like trial or the same rules apply to everyone you know yeah yeah well i guess um <clears throat> if that's when that's not the case you'll end up something um like that episode of black mirror where she's kind of being trialed by a game show audience and yes. you know it's kind of like an entertainment piece you know yeah <laughs> it's uh and i think that's literally the issue with society being there and i'm like that's why you have lawyers and things like that and i know what you know there's um, maybe i shouldn't specifically mention it but there was one thing this person wasn't a terrorist but i think they were associated with that activity and people were like well the, the world has spoken we don't want her here blah 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 and i'm like it doesn't matter what you think it's called mm-hmm. the rule of law. Okay? Yeah. <laughs> I um I definitely you're right. I I learned a lot when I did my jury duty um mm. a couple of summers ago. That really I think it would have changed my perspective of how I, I try to um deal with conflict and yeah and just kind of ju- taking judgment on somebody because that's essentially what they've asked us to do is to kind of take yeah take judgment on um. Well, I saw it as a person's life. Some people didn't yes. really always yeah. take it so seriously, but I really don't... I don't mind having responsibility, but I am selective of the responsibility that I do take. And yeah. I said before jury duty that I didn't really want that responsibility to dictate someone else's future. You know, yeah, and definitely. their life. I thought that was... I, <laughs> I always see it as like, look, leave it to the professionals. <laughs> Right. You know, that's why you've got people doing law. You know, there was the guys, you know, they know what they're doing. Like, I study design. People just call it professional coloring in. I'll allow that for a joke. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> but I, I was like, oh that's no. not kind of what I did at uni. And I just, I I did kind of go in there feeling a little bit uncomfortable with the, the, the task. But what I'm getting at is uh, I really tried to, to keep it fair, you know. And, yeah. And... Uh, we had some difficulties, put it that way, when we come to the deliberation because uh, one of our days of deliberation deliberation was two days, and we were kind yeah. of oh, wow. about I yeah, hours. yeah, it was a lot of hours and 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 people just because uh, some people kind of looked at uh, individual pieces of evidence 
and not yeah. the the picture as a whole. And obviously, then you can kind of kind of find uh, irregularities or mistakes and stuff but yeah. of course because you're only looking at one piece like subjectively not kind of the bigger picture and a lot of people yeah. kind of fail to see the bigger picture and, and realise that you could never be 100% sure unless you were there yourself exactly I think that's it and I think it's such an interesting thing actually even in this climate talking about jury duty because um as people it's clear we have biases do you know what I mean yes. so uh, it's how others uh, bias uh, biases affecting your decision and oh, it's a tough one I get, you know what I, for me I'm like I think it's even e- like easier being a lawyer than it is um jury duty oh that is genuinely someone's life I like. think so yeah because uh, I mean you uh, against that responsibility I think a lawyer a lawyer knows what he or she is doing when she when she takes on a case so yeah it's a different mindset um and it was really interesting to see how it operates you know listening to the defense and how the yeah. defense has to operate um you know prove you know it's not the um the defense's responsibility to prove innocence that was also interesting yeah. um oh. it was kind of the the uh not the, it's not the attack <laughs> but not the defense team attack yeah prosecutor the attack team <laughs> so <laughs> it was kind of the responsibility of the prosecution to kind of prove what he did that he was guilty rather than the other way around so that was very interesting to to hear that yeah. so it was eye opening and I'm glad I did it because it was something I really wasn't hopeful well didn't think I would enjoy and really didn't want to do it but coming out of it it's definitely helped me in the long run yeah and honestly if it can help you see things from a different perspective and it's good because I do think the law is like very well thought through like something I just um it's one of those weird things I'm like how did I not know this but like how a solicitor basically has um an obligation to the court over an obligation to their client and okay. people might be like, what? You know, but it's just to kind of, you know, maintain that kind of the court has to be clean almost. Okay. The, 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 you know what I mean? And just like that kind of thing. And I'm like, yes, that's good to have that honesty. You know, you'd always try. I think that's so important because then you can always trust the court, if that makes sense. They don't always make it right decisions. But I'm like, oh, if that, if like solicitors are not just there to get the best for their client and themselves, the court is almost untouchable. You know, when you go to court, it's meant to be impartial. And I think, to me, that's just like a big level because I'm like, anyone could end up in court. You might just be in the wrong place, wrong time or whatever. So if the court is there, like, to be fair almost, I'm like, oh, this is good. And, oh, it just, I just, I want to apply the same thing. I think more jobs need to apply that kind of concept. Like, I think teachers and... Mm. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? There's a lot of lessons to be to be learned, I think, of really learned, how, how yeah. you structure things and, and like you said, the fairness because there's a lot of unfairness <laughs> out there. You yeah. know, we I mean it's it's not perfect, but I mean it's far better than, you know, kind of the um the uh law system of other countries where sometimes you don't even get yeah. a fair trial or your trial's done yeah. in five minutes, you know. You know, and it's openly botched up, you know, no, yeah. none of those if it's gonna go wrong here like I think it's a lot more subtle mm-hmm. um but yeah for it to be clear cut like 
It's, oh, uh, this is an unfair trial, and everyone's like, "Yep, it is." And what you know? Yeah, some of the stories you hear from from other countries is is quite harrowing. It's 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 sad, very sad, especially when um, obviously it's always worse when somebody hasn't done something. Um, yeah. But kind of caught up in the kind of bureaucracy and the every the nastinesses of, of whatever country that is, and you end yeah. up going to prison. Um, so, do oh. you think there's a a part of you that kind of wants to work in other countries, perhaps? Hundred percent, hundred percent. I think just going more from like the human rights perspective. Like, I also did like uh, laws of armed conflicts and. You know, I, I don't think uh, the world can change overnight, but there's so much injustice. And I think, you know what, I feel like a citizen of the world. Every life to me is valuable and mm-hmm. we're just losing too many sure. lives. Definitely. Um, and, and yeah, so I'd like to kind of go other places. There are some, I think there are some places where I'm more excited to see how it's like sort of, um, having an African background. I I think we're a lot more fair in terms of the sexes, but I do think there's almost gender roles or sex roles, I should say. So yeah. I'd like to actually practice in countries like those and kind of get, um, equal, you know, I just, I, I'll say it, it's 2020, man. Men and women <laughs> should all have equal rights. Everybody, regardless of your skin color, the rest of it. And I just do think, yeah, there are some places who just don't do a good job at, Equality as much as we can. Do you know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. No, I agree. There's, a, there's a lot to there's a lot much. to work at. <laughs> you know, there's a lot. Of- yeah. And the way I look at it, I'm like, the first step is actually having that conversation. So it might not change overnight, but I even look at like women being able to vote. Mm-hmm. I would Relatively start new. Campaigning. Relatively yeah, new. Only last like, hundred years. Right. Not too long ago, change can happen. People oh. would have been like, they're crazy. These women <laughs> should be in the kitchen. I want to vote. <laughs> it's crazy. We we have really developed... Uh, we've developed so much techno- uh, on a kind of scientific and, and technology basis, but socially yeah. and, you know, on the kind of equality yeah. and fairness, so, so, so little much. You know, very small amounts. Like, the fact that... It's funny because both... I mean, both religion and science tells us that we're all equal. Yeah, I'm like. So, mad, what, what more do you need That's to know? <laughs> you know, it's the two of the main things people either go with science or they go with religion, and both of them yeah. tell us that we're equal, regardless of gender and race. We're all equal. Yeah, we are still equal, failing yeah. in that so badly. I don't understand. It makes me laugh. It does make me laugh. It, it's actually, that's it. You know, we're advancing so much. And I think this corona, not that, you know, it's horrible, 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 but it's kind of made us take a step back into just being humans, you know? Because, mm-hmm. mm-hmm. uh, you know, who would have thought, like, the economy is getting affected, like, families are getting affected. In, in both ways, you know, families are being forced to spend more time together. They have to deal with each other. Yeah. <laughs> the stories I've heard of Corona. Hey, <laughs> this lockdown. <laughs> <laughs> so you talked about um, your mother earlier about being a role yeah. model. Um, did you have any other role models and people you looked to, uh, look up to within law? Um, was that difficult, uh, being a person of colour and a woman? I still feel it's difficult now. I think, you know, it may seem like I'm playing the race card or the... Uh, I guess gender, not so much, but I still think it's... Um, 
it's difficult to get. I ha- I'm not going to lie. I've been honestly told by a lawyer that it's not who you know. and Not what you know, it's who you know. Mm. And I just don't mm. think there's a lot of, I don't know, people of color, I guess, in law. So when I'm like, oh, who do I know? Who's going to give me that you know. put in the door? Yeah. <sighs> but also, um, one thing that I find really interesting in terms of the whole gender and... Um, race is how I guess as a black woman how both of those have kind of been oppressed in a sense yes so I I just I would like to get equality in that sense so like I did a project on misogyny and the Nottingham Nottingham police share they're really good at treating misogyny as a hate crime yeah and other places don't but race is you know, race tends to be a hate crime. And I said, do you know when someone makes me feel little because I'm a woman, it doesn't hurt any less than when I'm made to feel little because I'm black. You know what I mean? Like That makes sense, yeah. That's a well that's a yeah. that's a good way of putting it actually. So yeah, that's how I look at it and um I'm I'm fighting for equality man. But I think it's I think the law is there to protect and I think what needs to change is society. I think that's such a big mm-hmm thing because at the end of the day whether it's like jobs or whatever people people are the ones who affect these things you know um even having like some practice in law and the theory i just there's a gap (laughs) (laughs) i'm like how are people allowed to do these things the law clearly says no but i think it just goes down to people and i think you can't necessarily force people to be a certain type of way all you can do is um try to teach them and i think when people do genuinely learn uh, that's when they'll make a change. So even like I say, being black or woman, I think if people can see value in in both things, just mm-hmm. like as we are, we're all the same. Just be like, okay, this person isn't going to be any better or less because they're woman or whatever. Um, I think they'll even benefit. I think industry. I think the world will benefit if we can just see each other more equally. You know, for sure. And and having that diversity allows more people to. If it's a career path where. It really is who you know, uh, and well, more so than what you know. Um, I know you can't probably yeah. be an, an incompetent lawyer, but if it's so important that you have who you know, that that diversity will allow that to happen for more people, and maybe even encourage exactly. younger people if yeah. they see it as a profession where oh well, there's a lot of people that look like me. That you yeah, know. definitely. Because now even thinking about it, I have um, I kind of have some names of people I know that are in law, but not really. I don't really know them like well. Do you know mm-hmm. what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, well, to access, yeah, I, I guess if there's not many of you in the first place, you can be spread around the country, and it can kind of be hard yeah. to communicate. It's not like you know, even on like a class level, I'm sure even that would have helped. You know, if there was kind of yeah. more diversity within the classrooms. Again, it's uh, yeah. if anything reassurance. Because I think that's it. I think you sometimes need someone from that particular group, I think people don't like to talk about differences, like it's such a bad thing. I'm like, no, differences are a beautiful thing. But mm-hmm. like you said, even in the class thing, I think even in terms of um, dealing with clients, because, you know, at the end of the day, we all have misconceptions of people and things like that. If you have someone from everywhere, they can almost talk to different clients or understand them in that perspective. So, um, yeah, it seems like a win for everybody, right? It would yeah. even be a win for the client because they have somebody that they can relate to. Exactly, and it just makes it so much easier. Like I worked at an immigration firm, and um, when I, I when people came, literally from 
from from where I'm from and it, it was professional but you'd still have that kind of deeper connection yes and I'm like clients are people surely that's how you get them to keep coming back connect with them show them you know what? what's your problem what do you need help with I'm really here for you and if they can trust that yes this person is getting paid but no truly mm-hmm. <laughs> they're here for me yeah I, I think, think that's how it's meant to be on paper yeah exactly yeah yeah um, it, and it's just a shame that I don't think that people don't see maybe the bigger picture. Oh, look at us. <laughs> Going back to what we're talking about, the bigger picture. <laughs> yeah. And treating people on a human level. Yeah. Oh, it's sad, this world. I, I do hope post-corona we do, bit, we do better. We do better. Like, how have we lost? How are we developing, like you said, you know, science and all that, but we're not developing as people? No, yeah, no, we can put people on Mars, but then we're still going around killing people. Exactly, <laughs> you know. <laughs> um, I hope, at least, if anything, it allows us uh, post lockdown the people who do want to make a change. Maybe it's going to spur us on to to move quicker. I was talking to one of my friends uh, on Friday, yeah, and they talked about the speed. You know, doing things quickly. You know, so maybe yes. if. if if we can't guarantee on a lot of people changing their mind, maybe it's going to give us the, the encouragement and the speed and the, and the confidence to, to kind of make that change that we wanted to see. Yeah, definitely. And it, we, when we talk, you know, you, you, you end up finding people are more like, like-minded, you definitely, know? Definitely. So yeah, it's a blessing. Rather than different, <laughs> you know, you, you sit down and talk to somebody and then, you know, within 30 seconds, you're probably finding some commonalities between you and, and things that you both like. Yeah, and, and that's another thing. I, I do think people are out there looking for differences, which, again, tend to be looked at as a bad thing, which aren't, but we do have more similarities than, uh, than there are differences. You know, mm-hmm. we all need food. We all need a roof over our head. I, it's mad, honestly, because I've encountered so many different people, and regardless of how different these people are, I'm just like, we're more common and we do have that commonality of being human and I, I don't know why people just don't explore it from that perspective, you know? Hmm. That's a good point. Uh, why could it be that we focus on differences more? I think... Uh, I, I think we have an innate fear of difference. I yeah. think that could be rooted and we don't like to look at things that are different. And uh, maybe yeah. that's down to being lazy you know maybe that if it's in a mind and why are we I mean there's kind of certain because uh... you know what's funny we don't like looking at individual differences in people but we like different food from different co- do you know what I mean it just yeah <laughs> it's strange humans are very strange I've been yeah. trying to read a little bit more about psychology so I can kind of really understand why I and other people do certain things because yeah. I really like a for me to believe something, I like like something like a strong basis. So I always like yeah. a, a good understanding of something. Um, I mean, it's given me some answers, but a lot of it just bounces back to us being really lazy all the time. Our brains like the quick option. Yeah. Um, not the I best option. I feel like option. I struggle in that sense because uh, with my mom, just the person she is, she is truly like a, a people person. And so I, I just struggle with 
people not even putting an effort, even things like people's names. Yes. I know so many people are like, I'm just bad with names. I'm like, no, you just don't want to learn it. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah, that's all it is. It's just about not wanting to. Because you think about it, if you had a crash, it doesn't matter what this name is. It could be, oh, oh, you know, whatever name it is. I was thinking of a difficult name, but I couldn't. Um, the only name I can think of is my friend's name, and, I, you know, I just don't want to. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, you will learn if you truly like this person you will learn like but we just don't put the same effort with everyone else we're just like well if i can get away with not learning it then so be it yeah and a lot of people do that and i think it i mean short term you could be all right but i think it comes around um sooner rather than later you know cutting corners is never good Um, yeah i don't believe in that um so it does catch up on you but we'll see we'll see how things We'll progress see, in the yeah. next couple of months um, I'm interested I'm quietly anxious and yet confident I don't know <laughs> I'm really yeah. uncertain but um, I'm hopeful if anything um, that for the people that want to make change it makes us feel like it's it's more possible and just gives us the confidence because I think there's a there's a lot of confidence um, lacking in, in people yeah um, yeah, and that would be a good start. I know. I I do want to ask people cause the, the question of, you know, like even food. If someone said to you, "Oh, just pick one takeaway, and you're gonna have that takeaway for the rest of your life," it's hard. You know, no one, <laughs> everyone would be like, oh, "I don't want that." But then it's like, okay, pick a group of people, uh, whether it be race or whatever, and yeah, you're comfortable. Yeah, I don't like other people, and it's like, what? Look at what you're missing out. The mm-hmm. same way you'd be missing out on. That other takeaway, you know. Well, I've learned maybe we can end on this as separating your ideas from yourself. You know, you're really not your idea. Yes. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Preach, Michael, preach. (laughs) You're really not. And I think um, I always say with when it comes to things like racism and any other isms, it's learned. So it can be just equally unlearned. And often when you really kind of um i forget the name i think he's called daryl um but he uh is converted like over 200 kkk members and neo-nazis like wow. a, a whole bunch i think he's called daryl davis or something like that and he just sat down and talked with them like we are now with, yeah and and they they realized he didn't even have to do a lot of work it was just him being himself him being like them talking to him and realizing oh he's intelligent or he's uh, yeah. funny or he's uh, creative and then they kind of self start to ask themselves questions and think oh why actually hang on why do I is it that I don't like a certain people yeah and it's like ah, I, I don't know it and there's not really a reason why when I think about yeah. it so it's a matter of of, of, of unlearning and, and, and trying to separate self-reflection yes as well. a lot like, of self-reflection that's so important like you know people talking about oh I'm not racist I'm not this and that there's these like bias tests you can take mm-hmm. um, I'll probably send you one and you can see whether you have like a race bias um, gender bias or like mm-hmm. a disability bias and I'm like I think everybody needs to be honest with themselves. Take that test and see where you stand, you yeah. know? Yeah, well, you'd be surprised because, like I said, there's a lot of um, deeply rooted biases because it, it protected us from diseases, you know, when yeah. we were thousands and thousands of years ago when there was a, you know, a different tribe approach to be kind of be cautious about what diseases there might be. Yeah, because um, they're different, yeah. But it's time to change now. <laughs> 
I know. <laughs> that we can't be have the same worries about being eaten by a saber toothed tiger because you know, and and <laughs> and whether or not um, someone's gonna pass on some germs because they look a little bit different to me. It's it's you know we're we're, we're a bit better than that. Absolutely different times. <laughs> Actually, this book again, um, Untethered Soul, and it does talk about how. Um, now it's more psychological fears that we have, psychological, you know, fight or flight, you yes. know. Um, we've evolved, but <laughs> we're not managing it as well as we'd manage the physical, you know, threats. Yeah, yeah, really not well. And uh, it's been interesting to kind of to learn more about that, um, the kind of the deeply rooted fight, fight or flight kind of mechanisms that we have. And it's, it's like yeah. I tell people, um, it's when people see something that, traumatizes them online and social media that's kind of the equivalent of almost being eaten by a lion back in the day <laughs> oh yes yes and, definitely uh, we haven't really you know lions aren't a threat to us anymore but we still yeah. more, we we deal with uh, the same on a psychological level so it's doing yeah. a lot of damage it's doing a lot of damage so tell me more about the book um, we'll, we'll finish on some book recommendations Ooh. Um, who's it by uh, let me let me just get the um author for you see I listen to a lot of books I always say oh so I read this book I'm like no if it's unless it's a long book I've been listening to it <laughs> I'm not reading twice <laughs> oh um, Michael A. Singer great name yeah I know <laughs> just say so like yourself Michael <laughs> well you don't know, not want to brag <laughs> so have you finished yes. the whole book yeah I've, I literally I've finished it and I've read it again I find honestly it's, it's almost like a, a form of therapy for me mm-hmm. uh, it helps me manage myself and it really you know I think because it's also not someone challenging you you're listening and then you have to choose yourself am I gonna take on this book or am I not like one of the first things it talks about which is a really interesting like concept I think is the voice in your head and how, you know, this voice in our head has a lot to say, but regardless of whether this voice is wrong so many times, we always listen to this voice. Do you know yeah. what I mean? Without a doubt, so sometimes, <laughs> Yeah. So it was separating that voice and it's like, oh, imagine this voice was like just a friend that was with you all the time. Mm. How annoyed would you be? Like, you'd be like, this person is psycho. One minute they don't like this person, next minute they do. <laughs> <laughs> you really would. That, that's interesting. If you could... Take that voice and, 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 and put it into a body. You, you, like you said, yes. you, you'd hate it. <laughs> you'd hate you. You know, you would hate You'd be like, come on now. Who is this you person? Just, you're about to sleep. Ooh, have, I, have I turned on the lights? Maybe. You're like, shut the, shut, shut up. <laughs> <laughs> I've, um, I like to um, ask if you can describe the book in five words. That's kind of what I've been doing the last couple okay. of episodes. Ooh, five, words, five words no pressure do I even know five words <laughs> <laughs> I mean I had people trying to do d- double two words is one all sorts of tricks <laughs> I like to keep it to That's five words <laughs> they're um, like groundbreaking oh, they, is it one word <laughs> oh yeah this groundbreaking word I like that word too could be my number one <laughs> <laughs> yeah I would say groundbreaking <laughs> um Challenging. Okay. Um, enlightening. Oh, I felt enlightened after this book. Mind you, I have to keep going back because I learned something and I'm all zen and then <laughs> life happens and I have to go learn it again. <laughs> you go and remind yourself, yeah. 
Yeah. Um, two more. No pressure. Two more. Fun. fun. I, I liked Great. it. I think it was a fun book, you know, like the challenges were just you could do then and then. You didn't have to write on paper or anything. So I really like the challenges. And last but not uh, last word. Uh, <laughs> um, insightful. I feel like, yeah, I guess it is insightful. I don't know if that's a synonym for the other words I've used, but... <laughs> I like that. I'll take it. <laughs> yeah. Oh, we'll take it down as an answer. So, um, so final words to wrap things up. Do you do you have any words of advice um for um people um a bit younger than yourself that are yet to go to uni uh, and want to take oh. a career in law? Anything that you would have what told would your I younger say? self? Um. Oh, it's a bit of a hard one. I feel like now I'm in it. I wouldn't say don't do it. <laughs> 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 Turn it around now. <laughs> no. <laughs> So maybe make sure that what you could take from that is if you do want to do it, make sure you really want to do it. I think it is a lot of hard work. Um, I, I don't, I, with even the whole justice thing, I don't think I necessarily had to do law to achieve that. So if that's the, what they want, maybe look at other alternatives. But you know what? If they're really for it, go into law with an open with an open mind and just keep trying, okay? Just keep keep going. You can do it, you know? Sometimes I, I look, I read things, and then it's not too like I'm revising, and I'm like, oh, that's what that meant. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so yeah, keep persevering, man. Be kind to yourself as well, because mm, I do think preach. It can be a bit frustrating, yeah. So be kind to yourself. Just do your best, you know. Do your best. So you can ask for. Well, yeah. that was forty minutes of just gems. Wow. I might have to. I might have to call this uncut gems too. I might have to call you that Adam Sandler. (laughs) (laughs) I know the way I can talk for England (laughs) and every other country. (laughs) Well, I've I've loved this. Thank you very much for me too. um, It was a very good catch up. Uh, It was lovely. Thank you for recording. uh, This is episode five of the Curb. Oh, thank you. Okay, thank you. Yeah. To like the sound Official. of my own voice. <laughs> <laughs> it takes a while to get used to, but you, you, you learn to love it. A bit like law. <laughs> oh, gosh. I mean, I, I love the, the uh, episodes I've listened to so far. So, do your magic, Michael, okay? <laughs> <laughs> Great, thank you.